It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast, available of course every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple, and wherever you get your podcast from. Well, the 1st of July was yesterday, into day two for July. It's a Sunday, our weekend is continuing, and if you're chasing real estate, around the country today. Good luck with any of your endeavours, whether you're buying or selling. And we had another busy week here at the Real Estate Podcast. Of course, we today reflect back with our seven days of real estate, which we kicked it off on Monday when we spoke to Tim McKibben, the Chief Executive of the Real Estate Institute of New South Wales. And we spoke to Tim about becoming a real estate agent. Is it a good time to do that? Shocking statistics, 80%, yes, eight zero of real estate agents leave the industry within the first 12 months. We also caught up with Anita Fitz from Hobart talking about the local market and a couple of suburbs there. Kevin Dearlove was in too this week from Beecroft, Epping and Castle Hill. What are those areas doing and what is the stress in the market right now? And Varsha Daswani, the principal of SAI Real Estate Group in Brisbane and the Sunshine Coast is here to wrap things up. So that's the way our seven days look and that is coming up in just a moment. And if you're celebrating today with the candles blowing them out for the 2nd of July, happy birthday many happy returns. Margot Robbie is sharing the birthday with you, the Australian actor. She's turning 32. Lindsay Lohan, she's turning 37 today. Don't really hear too much about Lindsay Lohan these days. And Larry David, he's celebrating. He's turning 75. If you're serious about real estate, we're serious about delivering the most comprehensive property information every week. It's the main centre forecast. And around the country, checking on our Sunday weather. If you are in Sydney expecting, well, mainly fine, little bit of cloud cover, but that's okay. 17 degrees is your forecast top. Melbourne, very cloudy but dry, 14. In Brisbane, it should be a mainly fine day with 21. And 19 degrees in Perth with plenty of sunshine for you today. From investment strategies to market analysis, know your property with us on The Real Estate Podcast. It is an industry that provides opportunities to to all personalities, all career pursuits, and you can start with valuation and go all the way through to auctioneering. And as we as we progress through that journey, anybody can uh, can find a very very rewarding, satisfying career in uh, in the property services industry. Perhaps you can list some common reasons then why somebody might choose to pursue a career as a real estate agent. As a real estate agent, I think, um, so if we look at the most common areas where people enter the profession, say in property management or in sales, 
both of those areas, I think, that enables people to help other people because what what a real estate agent does in the uh, in the sales area is assist people who are in transition. And when you're dealing with people's major asset, the vast majority of us at least, it can be very, very stressful. And when you bring somebody to that transaction it, that has experience and can assist people, then that can be very, very rewarding, actually moving people through a, a, a large and stressful transaction. Similarly, in property management, people rely on that income. I'm thinking of, in particular, people who self-retirees, so they are very, very uh, dependent for their living expenses on the uh, on the rental income. So they place a lot of trust in the property manager to look after their asset and to ensure that uh, the asset returns the maximum that it can to them. So again, I, I, I think if we wrap that up, it's all about having the opportunity to to help other people. And I think for the vast majority of us, that opportunity to help other people is very rewarding. Do you think that there are any specific qualities or skills that you believe are very advantageous for somebody considering a career in real estate? And I guess it sort of comes back to that whole thing about there are so many different people from all walks of life, but what are those specific qualities and skill advantages that will help your real estate career? Now you're getting into a, a couple of areas, and I've always I've always viewed people as far as employed pe- employing people is that you you employ uh, culture and you teach skills at a base level. When somebody's coming in, they have to learn the legislation, they have to learn their obligations, and also I, I suppose a degree of uh, skills that they need. So those two things come together. I, I think they uh, people used to call it uh, the chalk and talk, which was the uh, the education side of it. I'm not quite sure the last time I saw any chalk, and then the skills side of it, but. But there's also within an organisation, you have to look at the existing culture of the organisation, the overall personality of it. And so when you get somebody into your organisation that you, you know, you have to mentor them through it. Now, if I was talking to somebody looking for a career in real estate, then I, I would say to them, you need to, you need to pursue two things, a quality a quality education going in. There's a lot of education providers out there, so you should be looking for, if you want to get to the top, you've got to take the stairs, not the elevator. If that be true, and I believe it to be, then by by looking for the quickest and cheapest way through your education, you're doing yourself a disservice. The second side of it is you need to be looking for somebody that will mentor you. That is the uh, critical to um, to a successful career in real estate. Now, unfortunately, the numbers speak for themselves. 80%, that's eight zero percent of people that come into this industry leave in the first 12 months, 80%. And I think the reason for that is that they are underprepared both at an education level and at being supported within their agency to do that, which is disappointing. So if you're coming in, they're the two things that I would be looking at is understanding how I can best prepare myself by investing in myself, quality education, and then ensuring that the agency that I go to work for will invest in me. 
Know your property with us on The Real Estate Podcast. Since COVID, you know, people don't mind being a bit further out from main main cities. Gamanda is a gorgeous coastal place. It's no longer just a holiday area. It's definitely a growing area for retirees as well as young families. And what about Mayfield with this price of 370 k just, uh, just put that into the geographical spot on the Tasmanian map for our first home buyers that might think, gee, let's go to Tasmania. That sounds like pretty terrific buying. Uh, I can't really talk too much to Mayfield because I'm not you know, super familiar with the area, but it's definitely becoming more, um, there is newer homes there as well. More development in the area has allowed those prices to go up and a lot more people moving into the space. Well, let's talk about a couple of areas that you might know a little better, and that is Bridgewater. At the moment, that's got a median house price of 480 Is it called Gage Brook? You can buy in there for 385000 Yes, so Bridgewater and Gagebrook are neighbouring properties, uh, neighbouring suburbs, sorry. And yeah, definitely, you know, they were a more of a low socioeconomic sort of area before, but now there's definitely new, new estates that have gone into that space. So it's making, again, a more affordable family space. So how are you going personally there in Hobart, particularly over the last two to three months? What's been going on in terms of the supply? Is it still pretty tight? Um, the supply is tight because people are holding off, not knowing really what to do. Because you know, if they want, if they want to sell their property, are they going to be able to get into another property? Um, because you know, obviously the banks are tightening a little bit as well. We are still having you know really great results. Sometimes they are taking a little bit longer to get the approvals from the banks and things like that. But most people are coming in pre-approved, ready to go. And properties are, even though they have, you know, skyrocketed in Tasmania, doubled and done all of that, they have sort of, you know, flatlined a bit now. So people are feeling comfortable and having a little bit more time to source out their perfect property. And what do you know about the space of people coming in from interstate? How many of them are you sort of hearing about, maybe through your other colleagues, whereby somebody said, yep, there is some real value here in Hobart or outside of Hobart to buy into the region, they can work from home, all of that? Yeah, we've definitely, um, the market for investors has slowed, I would say, like in those sort of areas such as Rokeby, Gagebrook, Bridgewater, property was getting snapped up by inter, interstate investors. That that sort of market has definitely sort of plateaued a bit, um, but we're still getting great interest from interstate buyers looking for their change. And it's really interesting in Primrose Sands, um, we get a lot of interstate inquiries, especially being a coastal town, only 40 minutes from Hobart. Um, and they're sort of preparing for the next seven to 10 years. So they're getting in now, renting that property out for the next five to 10 years and, and planning their um, retirement change. Don't navigate the real estate market alone. Let us help guide you in the world of real estate every day. Make better informed decisions with the latest news and insights. Stock levels are so low, and 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 that that is actually a, it's actually a problem if you want to go deeper deeper into that point. But stock levels are so low that competition, particularly for houses, is very very high, and we've seen that with some recent auction results and 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 the amount of registered bidders that are bidding on these properties. 
Now, just in terms of last weekend's auction, I see that Domain, they recorded a prelim auction clearance rate. It felt a little bit low considering some of the the other auctions on the previous weeks. They were reporting 66.4%. Has that gone up since uh, Monday? I was a bit surprised by that as well. I thought it would be well into the 70s based on on what we saw. I think there's markets within markets. I think if, if you delve deeper into those stats, you'll see that probably the housing auction clearance rates is, is higher, whereas the apartments uh, might be slightly lower. I thought it might be in the 70s and, and we're certainly seeing, again, strength on the ground, particularly in the, in the northwest or northern districts as we would call ourselves here. In terms of these interest rate rises, what is happening there in your market? And obviously, we're not far away, as I mentioned at the top, from another RBA decision that is coming up. Look, I think that people have certainly got a front of mind. The cost of living is certainly an issue, even in even the areas that we are in. It, it's certainly on people's minds. I think we've also seen that in borrowing capacity. Borrowing capacity has been brought down. So people who have got liquid cash are certainly enjoying this market. People who are borrowing significant amounts are, are probably peeling back a little bit or just being a little bit more cautious. But in our areas, because we're in that housing between about two and four million, families are upsizing and they might have a couple of assets already and they're, they're pooling that money to then upsize and, and buy a, a superior home. That, that's often the trend we see here. The interest rate rises certainly have had an impact, but that said, the stock levels are so low that that's almost been negated by low stock levels. So a lot of people, they're just sitting, vendors are sitting. What are you expecting to happen come springtime? Do you think the floodgates are going to open somewhat? I actually don't. I think that people are generally trying to hold on to their homes. We're seeing that locally. Now, they, they might sell investment properties. They might sell units or, or properties that they might have bought through COVID or previously uh, as investment properties. We are seeing that trend, but they're putting money against their mortgages and trying to hold on to their houses. So that's great. I support that. But what that essentially means is the houses that come on, because there is a shortage, the prices are going up, which is totally, I suppose, counterintuitive to what you'd usually expect. I understand from the, 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 basically the mortgage broken community that there's going to be a, a raft of, of loans that come off fixed rates onto variable. Look, I'm going to watch that with interest, but I think that people are really doing everything in their powers to hold on to their houses. Remember to follow us on any of the podcast platforms so you never miss a real estate podcast. You can follow us on Apple, Spotify and Amazon. Know your property with us. Uh, With unit prices, Craig, it's quite stable. Not like in terms of the growth, it hasn't grown that much. But again, considering where exactly it is in terms of the suburb, in terms of the body corporates, and there are other factors that affect the price. But of course, because it's a unit, then it, it depreciates in value. Whereas with land, it actually adds value, if that makes any sense. And just uh, staying with the the flooding, of course, because I think that's on the minds of so many buyers now with those flooded areas. And of course, we're, you know, coming into winter and it's something in terms of due diligence that you would be advising your clients in terms of just making sure that they are doing a fair amount of groundwork on the soil. 
I'll give you an example. We did put a property on the market, which was in Rockley, and the land size was quite huge. Um, and it was a really good property in terms of investment and then doing something with it in terms of building a three-story um, because it was close to everything, close to all the um, amenities, public transport, local schools, cafes, things like that. But just because it was flooded and it wasn't, a, it wasn't in an ideal condition, uh, we had to kind of take it off from the market just because it wasn't adding value to the buyers, basically. So depending and then just like doing some work and then giving a couple of months to kind of then put it on the market was, I think, was very ideal for that particular property. And you're pretty busy because you're not only operating, and I think you've been going now for about 10 years in the Brisbane market, but you've also expanded out onto the Sunshine Coast. What a lovely place to work out of. And boy, there's been a whole lot of movement on the prices across the Sunshine Coast. Median prices have absolutely gone crazy. They've uh, tapered off somewhat now. But how are you finding the Sunshine Coast as we look at heading into July for next month? Well, Sunshine Coast is a completely different market and it's more about the community versus Brisbane is like more units and a lot of units are, are, are coming up in Brisbane as well and a lot of like high rises, apartments and things like that. Whereas with Sunshine Coast, it's more land is the king with buyers turning like away from the apartments is what we are seeing. So it's a completely different market and it's very community based, uh, whereas Brisbane is more of like a metro particularly around those median prices because the $1 million mark, I mean, it's just uh, pretty normal nowadays on the Sunshine Coast. You go back a few years ago, boy, nobody saw that coming. Yeah, 100%. So I'll give you an example. It was just a couple of months ago or just e even if you go back last year, it was around six hundred to 700000 was the median house price and now the median house price has gone up. 1.2 million in Caloundra. It's crazy how the market has changed so quickly. And even though if you look at it from the economist's perspective, they think the market has actually gone down. But if you look at it from the perspective of a year ago, it was 700 and now it's 1.2 is the median house price. So the market has actually gone up in that sense. So it's funny how, how we all see it in, a, in, a, in different lenses, uh, but it has actually looking, it's actually looking really strong. From investment strategies to market analysis, know your property with us on The Real Estate Podcast. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. 